Have y'all heard? Natural is in. Is it over for the BBL lace fronts and long acrylics? Well, everybody's been talking about the BBL. The BBL trend is over, it's dying. And I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. <laughs> there will just simply be a shift towards a skinny slash athletic or what some doctors are calling it, the petite BBL. So if you didn't know, Kim Kardashian, right? She said she was gonna, well, sources around her said that she was reducing her behind to make herself more marketable, to be taken more seriously, to rebrand and get rid of that sex kitten image. That's okay well what does that mean for the women who are naturally shaped like that will people go back to seeing that shape as ghetto trashy and promiscuous well the girls that had bbls if you're listening are you gonna reverse it what does this mean for fashion nova and other fast fashion brands that rely on the bbl aesthetic these are all questions that have been going through my mind while i watch people quarrel on the internet <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, I hope that means they stop making glorified tacky ass dresses cause nothing is appealing about Fashion Nova, especially at my big age. You know, I just turned 28 this year. It's not doing it for me. I've literally made like three purchases from them in my lifetime and every time I was upset. The shirts, they're made for perky titties. Dresses are made for what seems like the club but gives Y2K prosy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before y'all take that as slut shaming or anything, it's not that. This is no shade. I just, I've grown up in the Bronx, okay? And growing up in the Bronx, the same outfits you see, ripped up dresses on these girls. Yeah, that's what the prostitutes was wearing. So that's why I made that comment, okay? I'm not saying that's what they are. I'm just saying that's what it gives. That's what it triggers in my memory bank, okay? So don't get upset with me. You like it, I love it. Anyway, yo, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted a BBL once in my life. But then I no longer wanted the BBL when an arrogant ass surgeon told me that he could make me look better than I could ever make myself look. See, that, that's when it was like, <laughs> oh no, baby. Because you're not getting these $15,000. Yes, I said $15,000. $15,000. I'm in New York City. Um, this surgery is not cheap up here. And I did not have the courage to go fly down to Florida, Columbia, or DR to, get, to do that. So, because, you know, I just... It's a, it's a life-threatening procedure, and I wanted to stay up here. And then when he said that comment, I wanted to get the, up out of that man's office because that's when it clicked for me. Am I really going to make someone $15,000 richer over an insecurity that I could possibly change on my own? And don't get me wrong, I didn't immediately go take my ass to the gym. It wasn't until this year I started going to the gym. And then... In going to the gym, I see the exact, my body turning to, turning into exactly the, the body that I would have paid for. So, I want you, if you've ever considered a BBL, um, and you have a, already a naturally thickish frame, and you just have to work out, you're not, what the girl, what are the girls that are, you know, up and down, you know, how you thick with no ass, if that's not you, don't go under the knife. Because I understand why people go under the knife. I, I do. I'd be a hypocrite to say I didn't. But if you could avoid it, please do. And this is not on some holier than thou. It's just on some... We've been told multiple times that the largest arteries, like for veins and stuff, you know, the shit that's pumping blood through your body is in your ass. Are you really going to let people just 
<laughs> you know, put large-ass catheters in and out, in and out, in and out, not knowing what they're hitting because you're under anesthetics. But I digress. Let's get into the talk, the conversation about lace fronts. So I'm not going to hold you. I've been holding off on the lace front thing. Because I have really fine hair. I don't know about you, girl. I have really fine hair. I have really fine hair, and my hairline is low. So it just wouldn't work for me. And I once got a closure sewing. Let me tell you how when I got to the block. You hearing me? I got to the block. In the man's them, they was singing Unbreak My Heart, and they called me Tony Braxton. I said never again. Never again, because I know exactly what that meant. They said I was wearing a hair hat. So, don't fight me, because I know how you girls like to tussle. But lace fronts, closures, and wigs, I personally don't find them, you know, natural looking. And I need my hair, when I'm wearing hair that's not my hair, to move like it's my hair. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, I need, you know, the mid-scalp and crown area to move. I need that. So, then when a, a bystander is talking shit about black women wearing false hair... I could run my fingers through the front of my forehead, up to the crown, you know, the midsection, down with the crown, do the little zhuzh, flip it, look them in their face and be like, come again. I've done that plenty of times, whether it was a sewing, clippings, or actually my real hair. <laughs> but that is all, that's just how I feel about it. And um, I was scrolling through Twitter one day and I saw a conversation about hair. And going back to the natural aesthetic. And I'm going to read a quote that I found because I had to take a screenshot. Hold on. Let me go find it. Ah, there it is. Uh-huh. By the aspire chick. Her name is at Life of AIs on Twitter. She said, I'm going to call a spade a spade here. Everyone's pushing for straight textured micro links and tapins, but where does that leave the type for natural babes? I said that in the wrong order. If you go look up her tweet, yes, I did. Don't do that. Anyway, talking about we're going back to the natural aesthetics. Hmm. Not really. If you're relaxing and silk and or silk pressing all the time. Sorry. Why don't you wear your hair as often then? Or is there only one acceptable type of natural for the luxury aesthetic? Girl points was made. She made points because I'm even guilty, right? I'm even guilty of not wanting to wear my curly hair. And we all know why we don't find the curly and kinky hair a part of the luxury aesthetic. My sister and my brother, my brother, not me calling my boyfriend my brother. (laughs) Jesus, my sister and my boyfriend, they're always telling me to calm down with my hair just Like, my hair will flourish when I chill with all the heat, the ponytails, the sew-ins, the braids. Because I have, like I said, I have really fine hair. It doesn't take much to straighten my hair, and it don't take much for my hair to break. Yet, I continue. I continue to talk about my hair and say that I look crusty or childish when it's not in a sew-in 22 inches middle part. (laughs) Baby, he is laid naturally, you know. And so now I'm knocking on 30 and I feel like that's something I need to address. So then when I have my children, especially my daughters, they don't look at their hair as being crusty and childish, you know? 
uh, or they don't see it as luxurious or sleek. Because I don't, I, I really, I don't know how I would feel to know that's how they feel about themselves. You, you get what I mean? These are things I'm thinking about while these conversations are being held. But so let's get let's get into the nails now, can't we? So the girls, the girls, they've been at each other's neck about the whole long versus stubbies. Can we all agree that the clacking sound of long nails is just so satisfying? And long nails have no cultural ties. We all did it. Like, I just want to let you know. I know a lot of people would say, oh, long nails come from the black community. Now, I can say that the long nails that are like super like uh, designed with the swirls and the flowers um, and having a lot of ornaments and just a lot of design on the nails. Yes, that was um, made prevalent or known by black women, right? But I want to educate you on just the history of long nails in general because I learned, girl. So let me tell you how. Did you know that during the Ming Dynasty in China, it was common for noble women to wear very long nails as a status symbol, indicating that they don't have to do manual labor? Mm-hmm, I know that's right. <laughs> and in ancient Egypt, women wore nail extensions made from bone and ivory and gold as a sign of status. And these materials were luxury and they were only available to the wealthy. And in the early 19th century in Greece, upper-class women often wore empty pistachio shells over their nails, slowly spreading that nail trend all over Europe. So, yeah, it wasn't until the early, like, uh, 1920s that the short, rounded nails became a symbol of wealth. And fast forward to 2021, there's a whole argument over nails and how they should be worn. People are calling the, no- the long nails ghetto again. Damn. So, we're going to have a little full circle moment. I don't know if you can hear what I'm hearing when these conversations are being held. Uh, The BBL, the lace front, the nail conversation. Although we know that all kinds of people, black, white, Latino, Asian, get BBLs, wear lace fronts now, and long nails. The people who made it the aesthetic that it is today are black women from the hood. Or even Latinas from the hood. I'm not even going to say that. It's just because that's just my experience growing up in the Bronx. I've seen blacks and Latinas have the same aesthetic. So that's why I said it like that, okay? Um, But you want to know what I've been seeing as well that's really common lately? As black people creating the conversation about how tacky anything that seems remotely quote-unquote ghetto is bullshit and not for them. And I get what they're trying to communicate, but it's giving holier than thou and anti-black. And that's, that's coming from me. And the more you, you and I bond over this podcast, you will learn that I'm not too far off. Well, let me not say I'm not too far off. I was a very classist, uh, bougie, not humble individual in my early 20s because I went from someone who was slept on to having the ability to look and be the person I always wanted to be. So I became her, but I became very arrogant. And so I have thought like both sides of the spectrum. I thought like the, I prefer the old money aesthetic. 
I prefer horseback riding and Range Rovers. I've been on that side. The Lululemon, I've been on that side, but I've also been on the moon boots and puffer jacket side. Why am I saying that? Oh, we're going to get into that next Friday. We are in the topic of old money aesthetic versus new money aesthetic. But if you're listening to me on Spotify, Anchor app, or Apple, I don't know how you can leave a review or comment, but I'm looking for them, so leave them, baby. And on YouTube, drop a comment down below. What are your thoughts on this whole naturals back in, um, in with the tapings, bye, bye, lace fronts? What are your whole thoughts on this movement? Because actually, did I say what mine is? Which I like it. I do like it. I just... You know, I'm sensing some people being very coded in what they're saying. And there are people that are like, no, I like, oh, yeah, oh, I fuck with it. I love this shit. But then there are people that are like, oh, yay, the ghetto shit is leaving. Ah, that's where I have a problem. So what do you think? Let me know.